Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to Eight Crazy Comms. I'm Pete Sednick, and I'm here with the host of Binge Movie Homework, Jack Falvey. What's up? Yo, 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 man. Thank you for inviting me. This is a movie I have not seen in some time. I'm pretty excited to be included in this. You know, I'm very happy that you're on, and I'm happy that we are doing this. Like I said, as on our first run trying to record this, I do consider this a Christmas movie, so I can't wait to see whether you do or not. Uh, But uh, if you're watching along with us at home... Our copy is 142.41. We are around 30 seconds. The Silver Pictures logo is fading out and onto the first frame of the movie. We are doing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I will count down 3, 2, 1, go, and on go. We'll hit play and watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Jack, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. In 3, 2, 1, go. Boom. Mm. Sounds good. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I have been in a little bit of a, I don't know, uh, a, a, a nostalgic mood for mm. my early days of like getting into film, right? Okay. Like, big time getting into film. Yeah. Um, just rewatched Fight Club a couple nights ago. It's been it gotta be fifteen years since I've watched the whole movie Fight Club. Was that prep um, for uh, the killer? I actually watched it after I watched The Killer, uh, believe it or not. Okay, but, so um, okay. yeah, just you know, I want to I want to make sure that the movies that I thought were great are still great. You know, and Fight Club definitely was. Okay, um, and this, yeah, this movie. So <laughs> this sits in a shelf in my brain of movies that I always I'm like. Yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's great. Yeah, the movie's great. Loved it. I honestly don't remember much of anything from this movie. I, I just, it, for whatever reason, every time I watch it, I really love it, and none of it sticks in my brain. And I, I, I'd love to figure out why that is. That is weird. You think there's, like, too much going on? I don't know, but I can tell you that it's it's got something to do with Shane Black movies. Because The Nice Guys, it, mm. it's the exact same thing. I remember the opening of that movie. Yeah. I remember there's a scene with... The daughter, and she's like at a party, casually watching porn with some people that are there or something. Uh-huh. And that's it. I, I don't know why. I just maybe there's something about Shane Black movies that I, I love them all, watching them, and they just they just in one ear out the other kind of thing. I yeah, can't figure it out. That is weird. Mm. Yeah, I've only seen the Nice Guys once, but I remember liking it. But again, yeah, same as you. I don't remember really much of it. Yeah. But this one, I've seen a bunch, so um, I kind of don't have that problem with uh, plot and some scenes. and like Some of this mem- is memorable for me because I've seen it a bunch, so it's not like 
I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I probably have seen this. I probably have had more times with this. Well, let me ask you this then. And I know this is putting you on the spot, but do you have movies like that where you watched it, you know you watched it, you, you liked it to loved it, yeah, and you just don't you don't absorb any of it, and then like maybe you watch it again five years later, and you're like, yeah, the movie's awesome, and then it's it's just gone. I think ninety percent of my film watching <laughs> is that. All right, <laughs> all right, maybe that's that's the difference between us. Then. That's it, <laughs> right there. <laughs> my brain capacity is very small. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I try. I try to consume I, my uh, attention, not my attention span, my uh, my my soak up ability. I guess is what we should call mm-hmm. it. Is um, my you know retention gotcha. out there. By the way, I want to say, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong or what, but besides like Home for the Holidays, which I, I think it came out before this. Mm. I think this was pretty much my intro to what I know Robert Downey can do today. This was like, like I knew he was in Weird Science. I knew he had like other movies. I seen him in Home for the Holidays. He's not the lead in that. He's just kind of like a side character. But this is the movie. You know, obviously this is what, three years before Iron Man. Yeah. I think this was the one where I'm like, oh, shit. First of all, probably was didn't know that he was back in film because mm. he wasn't on my radar for for years before this. Right. So I don't know. I, I want to say that this was like the movie that reintroduced him to me and blew my mind watching. Him. Yeah. Is that, is, I that, is that how that totally works? Totally agree. Okay. Totally agree. Yeah. Because for me, it's it's like a it's a ramping up of Robert Downey Jr. for me. So so same deal, weird science and Brat Pack stuff. Yeah. Um, always knew that he was in. Uh, is it less than zero? I want to say oh. um, one of the Brett Easton Ellis movies. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. And um, I knew he was like Chaplin, but like that wasn't on my yes watch. Same same at the at the time this movie came out, that wasn't in my interest you know yeah yeah um but yeah it was it was basically a three movie trajectory into superstar it was this and then it was zodiac yep and then it was iron man and you know now he's robert downey jr but yeah um, yeah i remember this being the first time i'd seen him i i remember his particular energy and style in this movie um it, it took me a little bit to get used to his whole shtick, you know, um, the sort of like funny, sarcastic, slightly kind of spastic line delivery, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time watching this that I, I was like, Hmm, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? Where, where do I stand? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately one, won us all over. Obviously, oh but. yeah. I, I, and I remember the first time I watched this, I was Invited over to someone's house after like one of my shows or something. We were all in, we're all hanging out, and this guy lived in the apartment who I like just met that night. Who like was friends with the people I was with, 
we were talking about movies and he's like, did you ever see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I'm like, I never even heard of it. And then we just like, yeah. we all just sat down and watched it in the living room. I think we started it at like one in the morning. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, man. This is fucking great. Well, it's I funny too because that. I like... Um, oh, by the way, know, real I quick, think... I'm sorry to cut you off. The, the, this yeah. woman right here, we just we were just talking about her in Exorcist 3 uh, commentary back in October. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is not in the legend. <laughs> so basically, you just do commentaries where this woman is in, right? That's your whole thing. You only do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I was wondering whether or not we could get Jack C. Scott back into this thing, but here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Door is open. I'm going to walk through I'm it. I'm sorry now. to cut you off. I just didn't want to lose that that little bit. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where we're going. I'm but, so but I'm glad sorry. You interrupted I'm so it's, sorry. No, I didn't so want to do better. it. I didn't want to do it, but I had to. So much better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> we got Larry well, yeah, Miller in so, the book. Fantastic. Fantastic Larry Miller. Legend, some might say. Legendary character comedian. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this this movie, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't occupy space in my brain for whatever reason okay but i remember seeing zodiac and thinking like wow that was a great movie but but also thinking like man those robert downey jr scenes are great like there's little lines here and there that i still quote to this day like you know somewhere like midway or maybe even two-thirds of the way through the movie mm-hmm. and hall goes to see him he's living on a boat and Hall sits down he's like i was thinking somebody should write a book it's <laughs> just like Someone should write a fucking book, you know? Like, <laughs> I fucking say that all the time, you know? It's just a, he's a charisma machine. He doesn't... Yeah, you're right. He's uh, demanding. Absolutely. So here's a um, start of a reunion. These two then work on a due date together. They're actually a married couple. She's yep. pregnant in the hospital the whole time. This is pre-MI3, so she's not not in the franchise yet, right? Correct, yeah. She's not Ethan Hunt's uh, wife. Yeah. Then ex-wife. Speak, speaking of random shit you reference every once in a while, it, like, <laughs> so it, it, this was not something that I did uh, earlier tonight with, you know, I was at a wake, but sometimes when you're at like a, like a party or something and it's you and maybe one of your friends and you're kind of there and you don't really know anybody else. Um, I'll, I'll usually reference the, uh, the scene in Mission Impossible 3 where, you know, we don't have anything else to talk about. So it's just kind of, yeah, you know, uh, study traffic patterns by vibrations oh on my the highway. God. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious, uh, line of dialogue there. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's Colin Robinson energy vampire levels of, uh, of fuckery, but it, it Yeah. And then I think right after that, the girls like kind of talk to each other. They're like, I'd marry him. Like from from that right. line, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get sick of that line real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. So, um, two questions, and the yeah. B or the second question is not that important. But number one, do you consider this a uh, Christmas movie? You know, I, 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 it was that was a question I had in my head when I was thinking about this, and yeah. honestly, I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm somewhere in the middle because. The question for me always comes up. It's like, okay, so if it's a Christmas movie, it's got to be a movie that deals with Christmas in like a meaningful way, or the plot can't happen 
unless the Christmas element is there, you know? Mm, okay. um, and I know that sometimes the argument becomes, oh, fucking diehard, they could rob the place any night. No, you can't. No, you can't. The building's not empty any night, okay? So, touche. Uh, <laughs> well, so at, I night, don't know. at night, the building could be empty. There's probably less people on a weekday night in that building than there is at a Christmas party night. Less, sure. <laughs> that many less? I'm not so sure. Not so sure. Okay. Also, okay. do we really think John McLean's going to be trying to reconcile with his wife on just any night? You know? No. no he's he's no. feeling the Christmas spirit. He's okay. trying to help his fucking, uh, you know, his fucking kids out, get everything back on track. Well, I consider, Whatever. you know, any movie that kind of features Christmas mm. is a Christmas movie to me. That's just the way yeah. I, that's the way I roll. There's a lot of Christmas that's, movies that's in fair. my bank because of that that's reason. Fair. I so, mean, Shane Black is funny with Christmas movies because pretty much all his movies are around Christmas, right? But yeah, we got Iron Man three, right? Iron Man three is Christmas. Iron Man three, Last Boy Scouts, um, that other one. I mean, Predator's the only one I can think of that he wrote that's not Christmas-related. Arnold doesn't wear a Santa hat the whole movie? I mean, I haven't seen the director's cut, so I mean, I'm just I'm speaking <laughs> from theatrical, but maybe. I thought maybe he was maybe, maybe, maybe he wears one in the fucking Snyder cut of Predator. You know? Oh, God. It's like so, 40 hours long and features like 30 hours of slow motion or something. Well, he only directed... Shane Black only directed five movies. Mm-hmm. Um... Kiss Kiss, Iron Man 3, Edge, a TV movie, The Nice Guys, and The Predator. Um, as far as writing, yeah. that we have Lethal Weapon, Christmas movie, Monster Squad, kind of a Halloween movie, um, Lethal Weapon 2, Last Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon 3, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight. Is that a Christmas movie, Long Kiss Goodnight? I know it's snow. I don't know if it's a Christmas movie. Are we having a file issue here? Or is your... I think it has a Christmas vibe. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. Lethal Weapon 4, Kiss Kiss, Iron Man 3, Nice Guys. Jack, is this file um, okay on your end? It's a little choppy on mine. Oh, it's smoothing out a little bit. Jack, you there? Yeah. A little choppy on mine as well. I'm, okay. I'm here. Okay, okay. I don't want to lose you. Nope, that's perfect. I feel like your mic is cutting out a little bit, but we're going to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I think we're having audio issues for a second here. Sorry, folks. It, it's, it's probably on my end. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to fucking power through because uh, fuck it, you know? No, leave it. I have an exclamation point on my... Uh, All right, let's screen. see. Are we back on track oh, here? Looking a little that's better. Fine. Okay. Keep it going, everybody. Back, just give back, a timestamp. Yeah, there we go. All right, we're back. Just give a timestamp, just in case we were a little a hair off. Uh, if you can. Yeah, we're at like 13, oh. 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. So okay. Okay, thank you. He just got his back kicked, and we're back. Um, so yes. the, the picture okay. of um, Gossamer, right, in this movie... You know the guy, the guy on the book. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy from Cinderella Man, the boxer? It looks just like that actor. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see who that is. The 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 That's villain boxer. 
Yeah, he's um, uh, yeah, he's also in uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I know that guy. Um, so oh, Craig Bierko. Craig Bierko. Yeah. Yeah, like he looks like if they show the the book again, it looks like him. That's and it's such a weird See, I, pull for me where I'm almost like it's got to be him if I'm pulling that guy. <laughs> Man, that's weird. Um, I don't. I may have to I look don't it up. See it in his uh, in his filmography here. Uh, I don't know if you'd be credited, right? It's just yeah, it's a weird one. I know. I don't even know if that's a thing. By the way, Val Kilmer, fucking unbelievable in this movie. That, he's the one thing that I remember from this. The, uh, you know, if you looked up idiot in the dictionary, what would you find? Picture of me? No, the definition of idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> that delivery <laughs> is so good. Oh, we got Corbin here. I feel like I just saw him in something recently. He popped up in The Curse. Yes. And, uh, That's yeah. right. Thank you. I just watched that episode. Cherry Tomato Brothers, you know? Yes, yes, yes. He's great. <laughs> Is this the first? This is the first Shane Robert Downey, right? Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, Iron Man three. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, I uh, I know with the MCU movies, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like Iron Man three. I actually love Iron Man three. It's it's one of my favorite of like the solo Marvel movies. But uh-huh. uh, do you do you like that movie at all? Yeah, I do. Listen, I mean, I, think anything, it's fun. I mean, I fucking love Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's just—I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where, when that movie came out, people maybe wanted—I don't know—something different. But Shane Black making a Robert Downey Jr. movie—it just so happens to be Iron Man three. Like, I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm signing up for that every day of the week, man. Yeah, I kinda, I like that movie. You get Guy Pierce going on in there. Yeah. That other guy. That other guy. <laughs> so Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, I know there was the Val Kilmer doc a few mm-hmm. years back. I I was not a fan of that. That came across to me as very pretentious. Um, really didn't work for me at all. On his end or the uh, filmmaker's end? Uh, well, his him, him and his son put it together, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you think it was pretentious on Val's part? Um. Because there was a, a few fucking sad moments in there where he's at, like, the convention and, like, he's sick. And... So, yeah. So so here's here's the thing. And this could be a case of just, like, the first thing that you heard about a person kind of overshadowing mm. everything else. Okay. Um, and this isn't necessarily the first thing. But a few years back, that documentary, uh, Lost Soul, about the making of The Island of Dr. Moreau came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember a few members of the cast talking about Val Kilmer in that movie and how he just, he was an absolute douchebag to everybody. <laughs> like he pulled the movie star card, super uh-huh. pretentious, stole lines from people, eventually forced them to rewrite the script so that his character had more lines than the uh, German kid that was in the movie. Um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple lines in particular that I think somebody says specifically about him and things that he said to the other cast that um, just, I don't know, just super, super douche cringe levels, right? Oh, man. Um, 
I have never been able to get that out of my head ever since I've seen that. And I think it's his his acting and his like style. It just reinforces that he kind of, to me, comes across as an asshole. Okay. Um, I do love him as an asshole in this though, and and I really liked him in Maverick. Um, okay. So make of that what you will. But the documentary really didn't land for me. It kind of reminded me of like the the Andy Kaufman Jim Carrey one, where it's oh. just this is a lot of a lot of pretentious actor shit, you know. Gotcha. Well, the first trivia here on IMDb, it says, As a show of support for Robert Downey Jr.'s recovery from alcohol and drugs, Val Kilmer refused to drink during the entire production. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Alright, put that in the in the win column. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. The film this was originally titled... Uh, what was that? No, no, you go ahead. Okay, as I was say, the uh, the film was originally titled LAPI, then Bang, uh, but Val Kilmer suggested to director Shane Black that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang would have more appeal. Now, does that go in the the lose uh, column now? Now he's telling the director what to call his own movie. Mm, yeah, I think I, that, that might be in the middle of the uh, of the two. You know? God There's damn three buckets. We just put one piece of paper in the positive, and we put one in the neutral. So. Mm. See what happens. So this was screenplay was co-written or <laughs> Native American Joe Pesci. Oh my god, that guy! So funny. <laughs> so Brett Halliday wrote the novel in part. It says in part. Okay. Um, the, the novel I think was called "Bodies Are Where You Find Them." In 2005. That's all I know about that. All right. That's it. I think this is definitely the first Michelle Monaghan movie I saw. Oh, I'm sorry. The book wasn't 2005. The movie. This. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michelle Monaghan. I think so. Let's let's run. Let's run. Let's run down Eminem and see what's happening. Was Eagle Eye before this? Because then I saw Eagle Eye. Hold on. Let's see. No idea. Oh, no. I, I, I skipped that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're looking at movies first. Unfaithful, 2002. Uh, it Runs in the Family, 2003. Born Supremacy, 2004. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right. Constantine, uncredited, 2005. Oh, okay. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, 2005. Yeah, this is, I mean, Born Supremacy, she probably had a small role in that. Um. So yeah, this was probably the one that stuck with me because she probably had more screen time. Then Mr. and Mrs. Smith, two thousand five, North Country, two thousand five, and then Mission, two thousand six. Mm. So this probably probably was. Constantine was the first thing that I saw her in. Then it says Ellie uncredited. I don't know who that, who that could yeah, be. It's, I don't know, th- that movie needs a rewatch. I, I, again, another one of those movies where like I remember a couple of scenes and they were badass, but. There's got to be a reason why I haven't watched it in 20 years. <laughs> now, you know, the Robert Downey Jr., I think we've we've documented well enough in the Val Kilmer of it all, but yeah. story-wise, do you like this kind of movie where it's a it's like a Hollywood, L.A. kind of pseudo-investigation, sort of slacker character trying to figure something out? Yeah, Is this your jam? I do like this. Yeah. 
He's just like an everyday dude, like in love, and he's just yeah. trying to help her out, and it just happens to be like the same kind of case that uh, Val's kind of for at least well, it's you like, know, he's a cop. The uh, it's like the slacker PI genre, you know. There, there's a bunch of these. There, I mean, it goes back, right? There's uh, there's a movie that Robert Altman made with Elliot Gould called The Long Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. It's also got. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Ah, the guy was in Doctor Strange Love, and he was the police chief in The Godfather that, spoiler alert, uh, Michael shoots, but I can't remember the actor's name. Um, In any case. uh, So there's that. But then more modern, like Big Lebowski is one of those. Uh, Inherent Vice is one of those. Um, Enter the Silver Lake is one of those. It it seems like a popular kind of, I don't know, like, like a... Subgenre? It's like a, it's like an investigation, crime, comedy kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. Yeah. With, nice guys is one of these. You know. Yeah, with someone that's not in the, um, you know, on the force or whatever. He's just a dude. Right. Well, he's technically a criminal. <laughs> technically. Technically. Only technically. Well, he is. He got away with it. Right. He was in the he store is. robbing Christmas gifts. For sure. <laughs> for his nephew, I believe. I think that's who it was for. I'll take your word for it. Because he doesn't have a wife or kids. So we don't right. see them ever. I'd be selling that shit to resell. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. Take it to a fence. Let's do it. So I'm kind of remembering what my point was earlier when I lost oh, it. Sorry. Um, when I cut so, you. That's fine. Uh, a year or two ago, that documentary Senior came out about yes. him and his father. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely made me like him even more than I already had. Oh, nice. But one of the things I really like about Robert Downey Jr. is he has all of the sort of like geek credentials for, for every level. So if you want real actor performances, he's done that. He's got Chaplin. I would argue Zodiac is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like real kind of like character actor stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, movie star stuff. Obviously all the Marvel shit. This. Um, the Judge, right? I think yeah. that's a pretty good performance. Yeah, this. I like that movie. Um, but he also was a part of real early uh, like renegade independent cinema just by virtue of being in his father's films. True. Um, that that's really I don't know. Are there a lot of movie stars that can claim they've done all of that? And he was sort of a side brat pack member, you know. Yeah, um, I, I think it's pretty cool. He, he's got a lot more diverse of a career. I know the last fifteen years it's just Iron Man yeah. for for the bulk of it, but still, I mean, he's got a really enviable career for for anybody who likes film. You know, if you if you hate the guy, I, I, you know, I, I understand, disagree, but. I like, don't think you can. I don't think anyone really does, right? It would be tough unless he like stole drugs from somebody and they got a personal vendetta against him, which you know. Could oh be. yeah, yeah. You're talking. <laughs> you're talking pre-jail. A little bit, you know. Well, might be, might be rough. I don't know, man. I think he's uh, he's in the good graces of everyone or with everyone. <laughs> Uh, that line. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Val's so good in this, man. These two are so well, great together. It, it, 
this is another one of those. It's like a tenet to me. Do I want a sequel? No, but if you could like get these characters together again, I'd be down. You know, or maybe yeah. just like these two actors. Are there are there talks of nice guys? Sequel? I thought I saw something recently. Am I just making? I think that's popped up a bunch of times. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know how serious any of that is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this bugs me. See these fucking hat he's wearing, right? Uh Yeah. Okay, so we're probably gonna lose the shot now. But you ever notice how some people wear a bald cap and they wear it like high on their it's, head. It's like usually an older gentleman that really rocks it high that you could probably fit like a baseball in there. That, what are you doing? RDJ push that <laughs> shit down, man. Some hats are what just are made bad. I mean, not every hat is made the same. I have, I am a hat. I'm a very uh, much hat wearer. That's a sentence, right? Okay. Um, uh, I wear hats sure. a lot, but look at that. Yeah, that is high. That's like, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. But it could just be the a cinematographer probably told him push that shit up because the light the, the lighting won't work. Or what he's doing is he's probably a lot shorter than Val. That could be it. So he's you know cranking it up a little like, bit up there. Like dog, your head is not that tall. Just stop. <laughs> this scene's great. What do you? Th- I think he throws the gun in the lake. <laughs> what oh, do you yeah, think's yeah. gonna happen when they drown the lake? Ooh, excuse me. What'd you do? So one of the things that this movie kind of uh, references here, it's a little, it reminds me of Blowout. You know, it's got that feel to it where in Blowout, obviously he's just recording and the crash happens and he kind of, you know, walks away from it. But similar scenario, similar kind of setup, just if the, you know, characters actually intervene instead. And I think the nice guys does this too, right? Right at the top. Like I said, yeah, attention, it's, baby. It's definitely a car crash, but <laughs> I gotta do a revisit on that. Yeah, so do I. Had to shoot the lock to get it open. Shoot the lock underwater with that gun. <laughs> Take a word for it. Oh, he's got his hat backwards now. That that fits a little bit better. Yeah, that's. I think it's just one of those, uh, you know, trucker hats, and the the foam in the front is just so stiff, mm. like that foam that's could on be. that face. And there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. I um real quick, I have a um uh, a YouTube here. It's, All right. It's Robert Downey. Uh, where they talk about like their. You know all their roles or their, or their their characters they played throughout the year. So this is uh, this is Downey talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. If you want to take a listen for a couple minutes, let's do it. Let's here we go. I didn't want him to come. Can you hear that? By the way, yeah, oh, yeah, I got okay. you. Okay. Right. He insisted. I said you got to stay at home, but he doesn't listen. He's such a stupid son of a bitch. Uh, I killed him, didn't I? Oh, my Wow. Sorry. Hey, good luck. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that was a film shot entirely at night. I think there was one day shoot and one split. So the rest of the time, we're getting to work at sundown, and we are working 
all through the night, every night. So Shane Black is a night owl. Shane Black is a legitimate genius. And he'd written what I thought was almost a perfect script. And then Val Kilmer and I had kind of fallen into this good repartee. And at that point, I'd never played a character who was so overtly not intelligent, but lovable. And I think it was very freeing for me because I'd hitherto been associated with these kind of fast-talking, smart guys, which I'm not necessarily. I've just had, had, had some experience doing it. And Harry Lockhart in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he's <laughs> kind of a dummy. And it was so freeing for me. What happens when they drag the lake? You think they'll find my pistol? Jesus. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. As far as working with Val on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he's Val Kilmer. It's vintage Val Kilmer. He comes in with such an kind of off-center point of view on things. And yet he's playing the one who knows everything and he's smart and he thinks that Harry is kind of an idiot, but they become friends. So I just found it so delightful to be staying up all night with Val Kilmer, shooting these ridiculous scenes about these two oddballs that are chasing this kind of a, my case and your case, that's the same case. He's a really sophisticated artist and I have nothing but fond memories about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh. Very nice. Yeah. All right, so that'll, that'll go in the positive bucket. So There you go, right? Throw, throw a little strip of paper in that one. There you go. So far, it's 2-1. <laughs> you, you know what else I'm realizing? This is, this is going to be some deep-seated shit. Please. <laughs> it never occurred to me until right now. Mm-hmm. He looks very similar to a guy my mom used to date. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, which one? That's what Val Kilmer. That's oh. exactly what it is. Never put it together until right now. He looks exactly like him right now. Dad Kilmer? He wishes. Yeah, I bet he does. I uh, bet he does. Well, don't take it out on Val. He didn't date your mother. Yeah, but I also didn't fuck. He, he also, like, he, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where I'm going with that. I going to. Something about like I don't have any control over the shape of his face, but I guess neither does he. So yeah, there's something deep. There's something deep going on here. This is a this is a this is a case for someone oh else. God. Not me. I'm not following. Wild about. how much he looks like him. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, so this Never is Shane Black. I'm, I'm moving away from your uh, your uh, fantasy. I can't help it, dude. This is going to become a fucking psychotherapy session all of a sudden. This makes sense. This makes so much goddamn sense. You're like, it's also why my favorite Val Kilmer movie is True Romance. It never shows his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like the Gennaro? Is that the name of the beer? Oh, Gennaro. Gennaro? <laughs> Holly Gennaro. I'm a bear. So, yeah, this is Shane Black's directorial debut. Mm. I feel like it's kind of like uh, quite an undertaking. It's very confident, but it you can yeah. also tell that the writer directed the movie. Yeah. You know, there, I feel like there's not a lot of flashy camera work. There's some good cinematography, but, but nothing overly complicated. Mm. But he really lets all of the lines shine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. It's a great point the best point of course it is actually to bring it back to that exorcist 3 com that we did yeah um i kind of felt the same way about that we were, we were even talking about it like the the writer directing the movie oh, there's true. something to that you know absolutely 
the uh, the recent talk with Martin Scorsese, you know, getting interviewed for Killers of the Flower Moon, to talking about how, you know, Tarantino has come up in conversation and how Tarantino says he's going to retire oh, from yeah. filmmaking because of you know how he wants his film filmography to look a certain way. And Scorsese says something interesting. He says, like, look, I can keep going because I largely do not write my films. Quentin, he's writing and directing and creating this whole world, so I can see where that can be daunting and he may need to step away from that. Mm. Um, kind of an interesting perspective from Scorsese on that. Yeah. Fucking Scorsese. Fucking TikTok star, huh? This guy. Fucking guy. <laughs> um... Oh, no, I was going to say, because uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s wife is a producer, Susan Downey, on this movie. And I thought this is where kind of like where they met. But they worked together two years earlier, 2003, on Gothica. So I'm guessing that's where they met. Oh, OK. I do remember him. You know, what? I saw Gothica. Um, Obviously, before this movie. But again, I don't think Downey... Uh, made an impact on me mm. at that point. I never saw that. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I just really... This was my first awareness of him. Like, like as as his own person, I guess. Like, the, it was always a name, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the only thing I can ever think of is, like, weird science. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's really it. But. Well, here's a uh, little casting bit. I don't know how true it is. Again, IMDb trivia. Uh, Johnny Knoxville was set to star as Harry Lockhart before being replaced by Robert Downey. Huh. huh. I can see the character trait being there. Yeah. But I don't know how that would play with Val. I think we would have to recast Val. Hmm. I'd like to see it. I mean, I'm... I'm Good with what we got, but yeah, yeah, I would definitely be interested to see it. Mm -hmm. With Knoxville, that, man, not, with... not so. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's. I think that's an interesting dynamic, you know. But um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Is that a real spider? Ugh. I don't know. Probably not. That's probably all, not. That's where all the budget went, which will probably go. Probably not. Oh, I just read something. I don't want to give any uh, box office numbers oh, game right. away, so I'll keep that uh, piece of trivia after. Fair enough. Which I guess we can get into right now. You want to play some box office numbers? I guess we can do that. Sure. Let's do it. Got some box office <laughs> All right, Jack, welcome to Box Office Numbers, All the right. game where our co-host guesses budget and box office numbers. What do you think the budget was for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang 2005? 2005, huge movie. Um, <laughs> Bell Kilmer... Robert Downey Jr. But she we know Black Robert is... Downey wasn't the fucking hundred million dollar right. name at this point, right? Right. I'm gonna go nineteen million. 
Wow, you were very close, sir. Fifteen million estimated. Okay. Okay. Opening weekend, U.S. Uh, this is a. I got a couple dates here. When's this date? This one says November 11th. This one says October 23rd. I do not know. Let's see. Let's go to the release date. Maybe there was like... Can... Can... Uh, festival... Hold on. Give me a second. No Boston Film Festival, September 11th, 2005. California premiere, September 14th. United States... Uh, <laughs> All right, so it looks like Limited was October 21st, 2005, and then it expanded November 11th, so like a month later. So I guess initial box office weekend. Weekend, I'm going to say like like 2005. Let's say six and a half million. Ooh, way off, sir. $180,000. All right. I mean, maybe it was super limited. Oh, wait. Let me go back to that trivia. So the trivia says, in its initial release, this movie never expanded beyond 169 screens, hence its disappointing box office numbers. So they gross totaled $4 million in the U.S. and then worldwide $15 million. So basically they broke even with this movie. Yeah, that that seems right. Just because Shane Black not really directing many more movies after this, mm. I was I was thinking like, okay, his his movies don't make money, so it's got to be one of his. Yeah, because they're not bad movies for the most part, except for the pro. No, it's just the studio probably doesn't see the uh, the dollar signs with something like this. Probably, yeah. And then oh, the man, studios I, are the studio was probably like you couldn't fucking bring this to us in two thousand nine, right? <laughs> After <laughs> Iron Man, right? I mean, this movie would have made so much fucking more money after that first oh. Iron Man movie. Yeah, I mean, totally different. Uh, Shane Black is a very different director today. If that happens, but. yeah. Oh yeah, right. He's he's directing. Well, yeah. I mean, he did get Iron Man three though. He got Iron Man 3, but that was because Downey pulled him into it. I feel like yeah. if this hit, maybe Shane Black would have done the nice guys a little sooner. Mm. You know? Yeah. Maybe we got a little little nice guys franchise going on. Franchise. Maybe he's got his own fucking lethal weapon thing going on. You know what I mean? He does. He does. That's another one they talk about every, every couple of months, I, I feel like. Danny Glover or Mel Gibson is like, yeah, you know, we go, we gonna make it at some point, you know. <laughs> That's a very good Danny Glover. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, sick asshole. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're nailing it. You're welcome. So. <laughs> how uh, do you do you know how old uh, Downey is here? Do you want to play the uh, age game? I will say yes. I will say thirty-seven, and I already feel bad about it. Forty. Oh, God. Just 
catching strays all over the place. <laughs> well, we, we'll move it closer. Let's say he filmed this a year earlier, so 39, you know. <laughs> well, he... <laughs> so one thing that I really like that the movie does mm-hmm. so I grew up with, with a couple of gay uncles okay, um, but I did not have a lot of examples of just like gay men in movies that were just they like they weren't defined by being gay or they weren't super flamboyant. They just, ha- they were gay. You know, there was nothing else to it. It's just yeah, the guy's yeah, yeah. gay character. This is like one of the earliest instances I can think of where it's just like, ah, gay Perry. He's just, he's just gay. Like he's, he's a PI. He's good at what he does. He's yeah. funny. He's like, you would never know that he's gay unless he told you. But, but I don't know. Was, this could be one of those movies that, that I, I would think maybe some people look at and say, Hey, you know, that, that this is actually like a pretty progressive film character <laughs> you know i mean yeah he didn't shane didn't paint him as like yeah didn't um you know the obvious tropes that um yeah they're not going to a drag show or you know he's not be, he's never being super flamboyant he doesn't yeah, yeah, have a yeah. lisp any of the stereotypical shit he's just a guy happens to be gay they use it for the story it's hilarious but he's also very confident he's 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 not a typical gay character at all. And I, I don't know that I had seen another one in another movie before this that was presented that way. Yeah, I can't think of uh can't think of anything. That's a good point though. I like that. Man, whatever filter or, or zoom lens they use to make the lights in the background always look like Christmas lights, I love yeah. that shit. So it is a Christmas. You're saying it is a Christmas movie. You agree with me? It's a Christmas movie. Is that what you're saying? I, we're, 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 we're figuring it out. We're almost halfway through. We'll have, have a decision the, by the end. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of Christmas going on right now. That's but, the thing, you know? Well, yeah. Luckily, the special that we're doing is called Eight Crazy Comms. So right. it's either just a crazy, it's a holiday movie, right. you know. It takes place around the holiday. Nothing. It's not Christmas. Do you like uh, Michelle Monaghan as an actress? Um, I take her or leave her. Yeah. She's fine. Um, I don't think that she's ever been the reason I've sought something out. So. Mm. Let's go back to... Let's go back to... Yeah, I'm going back. So you got... Gone Baby Gone, pretty good flick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission, of course. Mission. Mission. Patriot's Day. Yeah, see, I don't even remember her in that movie. Neither do I. Unless she's... True Detective. Oh, True Detective, that's right. She was the wife. One of the wives. So she was uh, either Wahlberg's sister or wife in Patriot's Day. Okay. Because they have the same last name, and I don't remember. Source code. Man, I don't remember her in source code. I remember in source code. I don't know. She's an unmemorable actress to me. Hmm. I I don't dislike her. It's just that there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't made an impact on on you. Exactly. Um, I do love her in Fallout, though, in that scene at the end, though. She's good, but... I just don't know that she's the only person who can do that. 
No, I just kind of like her and Luther mm. together. And the cherry story of a few scenes. What's that? I can't get over the cherry tomato boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. The curse. That's a different commentary. That is a, yeah, <laughs> that's a different discussion. I think so. What is uh, Downey got coming up in the uh, works? Let's see. I know he's a heavy producer now. He, well, he just got off Oppenheimer, which I still have not seen yet. Oh, I was, yeah, I was wondering if you would, uh... I have not seen that. I saw Barbie, though. So I, I saw half of oh, Oppenheimer, right? Barbie's yeah. the part one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what does he have coming up? The Sympathizer seven-episode miniseries. That... Oh, that is the show. I think it's made by the guy who directed Parasite, I want to say. Oh, okay. And I think that's what it is. A trailer for it came out like a year ago. Really? Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, It's a trailer right here. Two two minutes, 15 seconds. Park Chan. No, okay. I'm sorry. It's it's not the guy who made Parasite. It's the guy who made Old Boy. Um, Okay. Yeah, this... This looks super, super interesting. Oh, yeah, Downey's got some crazy-ass makeup on, too. I think he's playing multiple characters in it, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe one of those. Definitely interested in that. He's got something called Average Height, Average Build. Adam McKay, directing and writing. Okay. Stars uh, Downey Jr., Robert Pattinson, Forrest Whitaker, Amy Adams. Hmm. Okay. Um... (laughs) All-Star Weekend. I think that's a Jamie Foxx basketball move. Two buddies form a rivalry over their favorite American basketball player. Gerard Butler, Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Foxx, Benicio Del Toro, Eva Longoria, Snoop Dogg, Jeremy Piven. Oof. That one's either, that, that, that either going to be great or it's really going to suck. Yeah. Um, directed by Not Jamie Foxx and also written by Jamie Foxx. Sherlock Holmes 3, I love the Sherlock Holmes series. Love it. Like the first one. Uh, okay, Sherlock Holmes 2, there's another one. Mm. I remember a chess match next to a waterfall, but other than that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember much. I, I like, I've seen that a bunch of times, too. And then uh, yeah. last movie, Play Dirty, follows Parker, a craftsman and professional thief who approaches his job with a straightforward, no-nonsense worth work ethic. And he is also deadly. Directed by Shane Black and uh, co-written by Shane Black, starring Robert Downey Jr. as Parker. Oh, I'm in on that. Okay. Let's get a, let's let's beat the box office of one hundred and nine thousand dollars this time, Shane. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, look, Christmas lights, Christmas tree. It's Christmas. Oh, 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 that's Yeah, that conversation comes up every year. I never know. I don't know. It's a moving target. I think anything you want can be a Christmas movie. Who fucking cares? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, we have to care right now. We're doing a holiday special, Eight Crazy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't realize that's why we're here. (laughs) Better be a Christmas movie. (laughs) I hope so. Because I'm pretty sure the uh, the graphics are probably already done for this, so it's not like you're making another choice. Yeah, this one's done. This one's all done. I wonder what he, Downey got paid for this, because I think Iron Man 2 was $10 million, it says. 
So I'm guessing Iron Man 1 was less, and then you got to go what's less than that for this. Hmm. It's probably like single digits, right? Single digit million, maybe two for this, if that. It is is wild to me to think that at 40, he makes this movie and then goes on a run. And like his most significant work in his career is from the ages of like 40 to 60. That's Uh, nuts. It is the fucking comeback of a lifetime, man. Yeah. It is the luckiest break. It's... It's John Favreau at the end of the day too saying I want right. I want him for Tony Stark. These two are kind of oh my god the fingers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the floor to my periphery. I don't want to see it. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's great. Oh, oh that is oh, oh, oh. a gnarly shot. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he's more annoyed than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it hurt? Yeah. Do, you know, it was a painful. Does it suck that I got my finger bit off? Sure. But more just like, what the fuck? No, like, I don't I need this know. right now, right? It's a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, Christmas album. Oh, Chris- thanks. Say that. Yes. Gay Perry. Gay Perry. <laughs> It's a great character, man. It's it's a great character. It is. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Shane Black. It's a good one. I love this movie. I was, like I said, I was blown away when I first saw it. I think it was just like the quickness of Robert Downey. I was just like, this fucking guy's killing it. He's just like, I can't stop watching this guy. Mm. So great. Yeah, like I was saying, charisma machine. The only yeah. way to slice it. Oh, man. So whenever I see parties like this in movies, uh-huh. maybe not exactly like this one, but <laughs> <laughs> um, these sorts of setups yeah. where you have, like, crazy lighting and, you know, people dress. <laughs> <laughs> People like dressed up in costume and all sorts of cosplay shit. Yep. All this stuff. This level of party are the kind of thing that my dad's company would specialize in. Oh. For event production. So like, okay. I thought produce... you were going to say something completely different, but go ahead. No, no. no. <laughs> um, he would produce like concerts and, you know, weddings, bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that, you know, he's done for like state of Rhode Island, right. Where they'll have, uh, in October, it'll be like the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Awareness Night or something. And uh-huh. They'll have a party where people are, are dressed up in makeup to look like, like if the theme of the party is, um, you know, the great outdoors. They'll have people who are dressed up like trees and, and all sorts of shit and interesting lighting, catered events, all that stuff. But whenever yeah. I see shit like this in movies, it always takes me back to some of those jobs, like, you know, clearing them out at three o'clock in the morning and all that, all those shenanigans. You weren't, so you were, were you, are you saying that you were a tree? Is that what you're saying? I wanted to be one, but unfortunately yeah. I was the guy who just like got the speakers and rolled cable and <laughs> brought it back out to the truck. So ah, maybe next time. Went a different direction, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never, have you ever been to, well, besides working at one, have you ever attended a party like this? Um, no. Yeah, neither have I. 
Although, and actually you may be interested in this, so there's a studio in Connecticut called Sonalist. And <laughs> Lord of the Clock Rings. Hilarious. It's too easy. Um, so Sonalist Studios, mm-hmm. they there, there was a party there that was a Halloween party that was classic Universal Movie Monster themed. And I didn't find out until afterwards that it was the son of some like movie producer mm-hmm. who was putting the party on. Um, but the cool thing about this particular studio was it was a, it was a movie studio. It's, it, you can look it up, Sonalist. It's in, it's in Connecticut. Um, but when we were there, it was in between the filming of Amistad and something else that I can't fucking remember now. But um, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the party, but apparently Spielberg was at it. And oh. I, I missed out on a potential ah. uh, shoulder bump kind of situation, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was still very cool to see an actual, you know, movie studio. Like, not a, a Warner Brothers or something like that, but literally a warehouse where they had all the cranes and, like, the, the lighting setups and the jibs and everything else to, to make whatever space they needed for any kind of set. Um, cool cool experience. Yeah, man. That was awesome. What fucking movie is this that they're actually watching? Because that's a real Corbin Burnson movie. Oh, really? I don't Oh, for sure. That's definitely him. I just, um, I have no idea. I wouldn't, I don't want to take a dive down his uh, IMDb. Filmography. Yeah. I'm trying to find a Gossamer thing. Oh, this is, this is a weird trivia. As Robert Downey Jr.'s character walks into the hedonism party... In the middle of the film, which is right now, there's the unexplained statue, Pazuzu from The Exorcist, on the left bath, bathed, sorry, in red light, it says. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look at that connection, bro. That's. Oh, that's we wild. missed it. I wish we fucking saw that. Yeah. God damn oh, it. Gotta read these things early on. You know. All right, let's start over. Stop the recording. You know, take notes and, you know, for real. The published name of the author of John Gossamer books. Maybe the author of the John is Joe Chester. Okay, that's not going to help me. Oh, early in production, Warner Brothers considered Benicio Del Toro for Harry and Hugh Grant for Gay Perry. Benicio and Hugh Grant. I think you have so- to flip those. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a cool pairing. I, I think that's a cooler pairing today than it was fifteen years ago. Yeah, but I I want to say I like I feel like Benicio is Gay Perry and Hugh Grant is Downey. That's what I'm seeing. I think it could uh, honestly. I, I I love it both ways though. You know, like you could do. <laughs> I think either one of those pairings, you okay. get a slightly different kind of movie. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'd like better. Hugh Grant as a gay man just seems delicious. Like, absolutely delicious. You know? <laughs> just Can you imagine just, just like late stage Hugh Grant from The Gentleman mm. is now Gay Perry? I, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Benicio in like full on usual suspects mode right? as Gay Perry... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I could, too. yeah. Benicio could do no wrong. Here's a, here's another piece of casting. Um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Moving Thanks on. Thanks a lot. I, I was excited for the new piece of casting. Sorry, I, I read it wrong. I, it, it just says, at one point in the film, Gabe Perry reveals that Colin Farrell is up for the role for which Harry is auditioning. Val Kilmer pre- previously had played Philip, father of Alexander the Great in Alexander. That's, But I read it as, like, I read Colin Farrell is up for the role type thing and then thought it was it. one it. of these two. Which, probably at that time, yeah, could have done it. Basically, we have Batman and Iron Man together here in this movie. Pretty cool. Yeah. Underrated Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, wish, I don't know, wish he had another crack at it. Wish he was in a better movie. I thought you hate it. You hate Val Kilmer. You don't like that he dated your mom. He's a pretentious dick, and now you want him. Listen, those are problems. Those are problems, but I'm trying. I'm doing my best here. I'm really, I'm riding the line, okay? Yeah. Trying to, yeah. trying to give him as much credit as he deserves, and I say that with intention. You're, you're, you're being, you're so kind. This is who, uh, Sossaman. I know her last name, Sossaman. Sossaman. Uh, Shannon Sossaman is a pink hair girl. Okay. She is from A Knight's Tale. Ah. Um, I want to say, what's that one? Oh, 40 Days, 40 Nights, Rules of Attraction. Um, this, obviously. In the holiday. What's that? You said this, I was being an asshole. I said, oh yeah, I just saw her. (laughs) Uh, And she was in something recently that I saw. Sinister 2, I think it was. Oh, okay. Which I really enjoy. Okay. So, still in the Santa costume. Yeah. So that must, must, that must be Christmas movie, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you like this post, just fucking like it with a Christmas tree emoji, all right? Thanks. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, I'll Thanks, remember man. to do that. I'll definitely remember that. I definitely won't forget about it. <laughs> this isn't really being released for another month. <laughs> All right, so what's what's Perry eating there? Are those like Cracker Jacks? Is that popcorn? Let me see. I need to take a good look at that. I think he might have already gotten rid of the bag. Ooh. This guy's been in a ton of shit. That, that uh, I don't know if he's a cop yeah. or a... Uh... I think I had looked up who this guy was at some point because as soon as I saw his face, it was familiar. I just don't remember from what. He is. He is. Uh, He's not on that first page. Oh, wait. Dash Mihawk. Or Myhawk. Mihawk. You're Hawk. 82 episodes of Ray Donovan. Oh, boy. So he must be maybe. Oh, Bunchy Donovan is, is his character name. Never seen it. Bunchy. Bunchy Donovan. Let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, Sleepers. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Thin Red Line. Um, Perfect Storm. The Guru. Everyone's favorite Mike Myers movie. Uh, the oh, The Di- Love Guru? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's not it. It's just The Guru. I was going to say. <laughs> My bad. 
Um, I just saw something. Uh, the day after tomorrow. I think that's where I know him from the most. The day after tomorrow. That Hollywood, makes sense. Hollywood Land. I am legend alpha male. Does that mean he just <laughs> did the... There's no other human in that. Is he like one of the, the zombies? He's got to be. Alpha male. What is that? Mm, that's pretty much... I mean, then it's a lot of TV. A lot of TV. A lot of TV. So this is a this is a massive sidebar, but you mentioned I am legend, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent oh God. for a second. No, yeah. no, no, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. So I, uh, I I don't I don't like I am legend. I don't I don't care about that movie at all. But um, that's like the third I think version of that story in a movie. The other two, one is Vincent Price, Last Man on Earth, mm. and the other one is the Omega Man with Charlton Heston, and both of those kind of like change the story a little bit. Um, but there's a graphic novel of I Am Legend. It was one of the first graphic novels I ever read. Oh, okay. And it has this reveal that is so fucking awesome. It, it, it totally made me a fan of graphic novels in, like, one page. But, like I said, all adaptations of the story do it a little bit differently. But there's a there's this long chapter. It, it's sort of a gradual... Um, character development moment where the guy is living in his house by himself. He doesn't know if anybody else exists, but one day a dog shows up and the dog is clearly like emaciated, but looks like it's hungry, but also very afraid. And it's like a German shepherd. So the guy over the course of a couple of pages of all like visual storytelling, very few words, the guy says, you know, it's sort of like an internal monologue, and he's he's saying like, oh, you know, maybe if I give it a little more water, a little more food, I can help it, nurse it back to health, blah blah blah. And it shows the progression of this guy winning the dog's trust, yeah, over the course of a couple of pages in these different panels. And you know, there's the 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 second to last page is nine panels on on the right hand side, so it's a full page, and you see the dog finally embraced by by the man and you know kind of petting him as he's having a little bit of water you see the the tail wagging you flip the page and it's a full page spread this is a little spoiler for the book but i doubt a lot of people are going to read it full page spread it says uh three days later the dog was dead and it's him with next to like burying the dog Ah. it's one of the most powerful like fantastic page turns i've ever seen oh man uh it kicks ass. That's a great graphic novel. If, if anybody out there is uh, interested, it's it, it, it's all sorts of good. But if you love the movie, it is not the movie at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually good. You know? Oh. Oh. Ugh. Hey. Why is that saying that? <laughs> Stick his finger back in the ice. That's just funny. I'm still on this uh, Johnny Gossamer. Oh, the dog got the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shot. What would you do if Luke had your finger? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, my dog would, it would be gone. I wouldn't even know that yeah. he had it. That's how fast he would eat it. Yeah. So that'd be a problem. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I would say I hope it tasted good. Because <laughs> that'd be a waste of a digit. Well, what I mean, what's the move though? Do you do you try to get the dog to throw up immediately to get the finger out? And I then... guess you could try to do that, but if he's chewing it, man, yeah. there's there's no going back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this performance here. He's the man. He is the man. RDJ's the man. He is. How was he in the old uh, Oppenheimer? Oh, he's. I mean, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar. He, I mean, he might win an Oscar. He's. He is fantastic. Oh, it's deserve. It's a deserving Oscar, or is it just like it's just it's oh, just time to yeah. give him one? I think it's deserving. Okay. Um, I don't think that it's a, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's just like here's your 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 time served kind of thing. Okay. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of great supporting performances. I mean, I think it's a given that De Niro will get nominated. Um, uh-huh. So we'll we'll see what happens there. And I, th- I think the De Niro performance is also really really great. So he's he's definitely got some competition. But yeah. I, I, if he wins, that's not going to surprise me. He was great. Nice. Cheers to you, RDJ. Win that shit. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. Isn't that kind of stupid when it comes to the Oscars? Like, they'll give it to him for Oppenheimer, yeah. where he was very good. But there's no way he was better than in Endgame as fucking Tony Stark. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But they would never give him an award for that. It's Absolute bullshit. I know. And you thought you thought the, the ledger thing was going to pave the way a bit, but it seemed like it just it didn't, and it was more about the death more than. Uh, honestly, it paved a different route because then Joaquin also got an Oscar. Oh yeah, for you're right. So it's like I don't know. It's... They're picky and choosy yeah. with their uh, superhero movies. Two villains. Maybe maybe heroes don't get nominated. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe you have to be a villain. Or just you have to be a joker. Yeah, who knows? So maybe uh, Barry Keegan will... Is, it, is that his name? Yeah. Maybe he'll win it. Uh, I, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I like him a lot. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... just there's other, there's other big Batman villains. Like, why? Give it, give it some time to breathe, please. Yeah. God, it's a whole other conversation. It is. It is. We're going to move back. on. I'm going to say this one thing. Okay. Yeah. In the Batman the movie ends, spoiler alert, with Gotham flooded. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's November. Water freezes. Mr. Freeze. That's all I'm saying. It's all set up. Uh, okay. okay. Continue on. Continue on. All back right. to the movie. Then we can make it a Christmas movie and put that in the next eight crazy comms, right? Because it's going to freeze. And well, that's, that's, why, that's why I brought it up. Thank uh, obviously. You. Thank obviously. you. Batman Returns, Christmas movie? Yes. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> it snows in a scene. <laughs> there are presents in that one scene, right? <laughs> Listen, I want to go back to Michelle Monaghan here. I think she's a solid actress. I just 
and I think she could probably pull off um, anything any script calls for her to do. I just don't know if she's gotten the the dominating role yet. I don't know. I don't. I don't think she's. I think she could do it. I just. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, right. I, I don't think that she can, and I think that's why she hasn't gotten the role. You know, I, I think that she's she's fine, but she's not like. Like I almost forget her face. Like mm. it's not distinctive, you know. Okay, I see. I see your point. I think she could pull off. I think she could pull off whatever. I just think she needs the right role or leading. Yeah, but I think no. <laughs> Look, Santa Cousin. Oh yeah, it's coming off now. What do we got left? Half hour. Mm, yeah, yeah, but. Oh man! I mean, I get it. She's very talented. I understand, but you can't say that when her boobs are on screen. That was that was the joke, Pete. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for picking up on that. <laughs> <laughs> is Larry Miller still alive? Let's see. I think he is. Now, is he? He's best friends with Seinfeld, right? Is he best friends with Seinfeld? That could be. Pretty how do sure. I know? How do I look that up? Do I call uh, Jerry? Just, just call him. Just, just call okay. Jerry and just see, like, who's your best friend? <laughs> if you had to pick one, yeah, would it be would it be Larry Miller? I don't know. I don't. Well. You know what, Jack? I don't know if you've been on the IMDb trivia for Larry Miller, but the first thing says, longtime best friend of Jerry Seinfeld. Listen, man, I get around a little bit, all right? I know I know a couple of things. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Ooh, that's another one. That Arnold documentary? Ah, oh, that shit was good. All right, right sorry. Stay on target. Stay on target. I didn't watch it. Come on, stay on target. Stay on target. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch it. I will, I will, I will. That's my Arnold. Right. We did an Arnold movie for Eight Crazy Comms. We did uh, Jingle All the Way. Ah, classic in this house. With um, with uh, Ammon Gilbert. I mean, I had to get Ammon for Jingle. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. He did a lot of Arnold voice. A lot. Quote that one a lot, too. Quote that one a lot. Yeah, I don't know that. I, that was my second time watching that movie. So, man, I have the ears of a snake. <laughs> that didn't sound like Arnold. That was Sinbad. Okay, come on, come on. The real ones, no. <laughs> the real ones, what? Fans of Jingle? <sighs> For sure. The, the, gotta, the, the sin, get... the Sinbad stands. I got to get more. Uh, I got to get more plays. I got to get Jingle all the plays. You know. Where's your Christmas spirit? Die. <laughs> this Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was on last year's uh, Twelve Days of Comms um, list, the first list. Like I always wanted to do this commentary, and I think we booted yeah. it. It was just like, obviously, this movie's talky talky, a lot of. Uh, a lot of dialogue, a lot of downtime. It's not like action. Yeah. It's 
Uh, so I think that's why I got pulled last year. Well, I think this movie, you got to have the right uh, people on for a movie like this or, or comedies in general, because that, that was always like Law and Alex's thing, right? You know, it's tough to do a commentary for a comedy because you're just laughing and you yeah. know, the jokes are coming a mile a minute. So it's tough to tough to sustain uh, interest over a certain amount of time when you need to focus so much on a movie like that. Yeah, I think all we could do here is just praise the writing, praise the acting, and go through filmographies and uh, praise everyone involved because I love this movie so much. I mean, it doesn't seem like it because we're, you know, shutting down a little bit here, but I think I'm just kind of watching it too a little bit. All right, so let me me ask a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. So women tend to do this thing a lot, okay, where... Be careful. They'll be out. Be careful. I don't know where you're going with this. Be careful. They'll be out wearing their shoes now. Uh, but, but, like, they'll have, like, heels on or something, right? Uh-huh. And they're totally fine with just taking the shoes off and walking everywhere barefoot. I think it's a movie thing. I don't know, man. I've I was never seen a couple it. weeks ago, and oh, yeah. it seems like they all just, like... If they had sneakers, that was fine. But if they didn't have sneakers, they were all totally fine with being in this old, like, not dingy, but definitely, uh, let's just say, like, old slave owners owned this place 300 years ago. You know what I mean? And it's like a wooden dance floor. And they're just fine taking their shoes off and and dancing around barefoot and walking to the bar barefoot. It's just like splinters or like broken glass anything like you're not worried i don't know man it's not for me you know what i i have seen i have seen a lot of this i have now that you bring up bars like i've never seen it like walking around the streets or the sidewalks but when i play clubs and stuff yes i see the shoes come off for the dancing they just can't they just don't want to dance in the shoes that they're wearing they feel more comfortable they can they could probably pull off that move Better with uh, barefoot. Seems risky. That's Maybe they have stockings on too. I mean, not that that, not that it's going to keep that dirt out. It's not going to well, filter dirt. See, now what I'm thinking is stockings. That's a problem because all of a sudden now you're you're basically like dancing on ice, right? I mean, you could slide, you could do some damage, fall backwards, crack your head. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like to. Uh, I like to just have a pair of shoes that will be comfortable wherever I am. You know, that's 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 a me thing. Maybe maybe that's me. Maybe I'm a little. I think everyone know. wants comfortable shoes. Look at this. Look at snowman. Look at this lady. She was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre re- remake with Jessica Biel. I believe she's the woman in the RV. <laughs> Pull. I think. Hold on. Uh, like towards the end of the movie, like that last third where Jessica Bill thinks she's getting away and she's like, help me. And she doesn't know that this woman is actually like related uh, yes. or at least helping out, you know, uh, yes. Leatherface fam. All right. Let's see. Kathy Lampkin. Oh, she died last year. 2022. Kathy. Damn. Oh, look at this. Oh. 
right her her uh, her bio right off the top. Since her chilling turn as the tea lady in the remake of the of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the versatile and talented Kathy Lampkin has made a habit of stealing movies with her mere moments of screen time. Ooh, all right. Kathy, what else have you been in? Made an impression uh, on you. No Country for Old Men. Oh, yes, she is in she's like the uh the secretary at when uh when Anton Sugar first gets to Llewellyn's trailer park. Yeah, so it says the uh, desert air manager. Yes, because she she has a line. He's, he's like, uh, "Where does he work?" I cannot tell you, sir. Where does he work? Did you not hear me? <laughs> oh, so she's in two Texas. Oh, she's she's in. I'm sorry, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 03, the one with Jessica Biel, and then she shows up again with the same character name in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. Same tea lady as well. So she prized that role. Also in, in the Valley of Ella, Tommy Lee Jones, Heartbreak Kid. Um, yeah. Good for her. This guy looks familiar too. Evan Park. Evan Park. Oh, the replacements. King oh, okay. Kong, that's where I know him from. The, uh, Peter the, Jackson's uh, King Kong. So who is he in that? He's he's a badass dude um, on uh, the mission. He kind of takes the the one young kid under his wing a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Great character in that in uh, King Kong. <laughs> uh, I remember <laughs> that one too. Yeah. Yeah, love that dude. Love this guy. Love this guy. King also, Kong. good movie. Feel, feel like that movie doesn't get a lot of respect. I really like that King Kong. I I like that movie as well. I remember, huh, fuck. I remember watching the trailer for that in the library of my high school. Uh-huh. Probably on like apple.com slash trailers. I remember <laughs> me and my buddies got around a fucking iMac, probably like a purple iMac. Uh-huh. And it took t- like twenty oh, minutes yeah. for the trailer to load, mm-hmm. but once it loaded, oh my god! Forget about it. Seeing the fucking T, you know, T Rex get its jaw ripped open by the King Kong. Hell oh my yeah. god! He's also in this guy, uh, also in uh, Django Unchained, character named Baghead, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. He's a Shield agent. Getting paid. This guy's getting some work. Good for this guy. Like I said, very memorable in King Kong. I like. I love that character. He's got like a sailor's hat on, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. King Kong, the only movie I've ever that was the, <laughs> it's the only movie I've ever fallen in a theater. Okay, I'm gonna need details. <laughs> It, me and my mom went to go see King Kong, and yeah. um, I went to go get popcorn, and I was coming back, and I had to go up the stairs, and I tripped. I fell up the stairs, and the popcorn went everywhere like it was snowing. You've told this story. This is familiar. Yeah, I, I, I remember I, this I think now. I've said yeah. this story before. It's still hilarious. <laughs> uh, my mom always brings it. I saw that at the Zigfield in uh, New York City. Oh, nice. 
<sighs> Fallen in a theater. I don't know if I, I fell at the Zigfield Theater. <laughs> <laughs> do they have like a plaque on the floor I for think it? They do. This is where Pete MC23 has fallen, and they just put like a little gold popcorn kernel there. Yeah, yeah, just one. Just one. <laughs> like a teardrop. <laughs> Val Solid, man, he's quick with the dialogue, too. He's like, he's a fucking speed, speed uh, talker. Effortless, though, between Val and, and Robert Downey as far as good chemistry forming. Yeah, effortless. Yeah, yeah Shane Black. I uh, I don't know. He's He's one of those guys... I kind of like almost everything he's done. Um, you know, the the Predator being the one that kind of stands out is like, eh, I didn't quite dig that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's another one of these guys that I, I kind of wish was a little more prolific or maybe like one or two of his movies did a little better just so that he'd have more bites of the apple, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, this kind of movie, I feel like it's not really in vogue, but... I'd love to Boom. get more stuff like this. Me too. That was a nice little snag right there. Very good. Very sporty of RDJ to intercept that, you know? Mm. Yeah, man, getting back to black. Oh, man, I'd love to see <laughs> what else. I'm sure he's got scripts up the ass just sitting mm. around, right? Ideas. That are probably gold. I'd love to see what he's got going on, what he's got cooking. Yeah, I mean, the times that I have seen him interviewed or talking about movies that he's made, he always has a lot of of intention behind how he writes and how he puts stories together. And Mm -hmm. I always like people that approach, you know, filmmaking and writing like that. Um, you know, even if it's somebody whose work I don't really care for that much, the the writer director thing it goes a long way with me. I don't know. There's something about having a hand in not only the direction but also like the the actual creation of the story, the creation of these characters, like understanding it from that perspective rather than adapting somebody else's ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I feel like a lot of the time the great ones you have people who have done far more thinking about this story and these characters than, you know, you've, you've even got time of movie to spend with them. Exactly, yeah. That's a good point. It shows. It definitely shows. I think so. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I'm ever going to find who the... Um, face of Johnny Gossamer is <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just a drawing a sketch that probably. looks like that guy to me how much would your mind be blown though if it's just like oh sketch artist Craig Bierko oh my god <laughs> I'd lose my mind I'd be like wow I have I have the memory and the f- the space in the brain. <laughs> His little gun. <laughs> it's just a funny little visual gag of him kind of lifting up his pelvis to yeah, shoot yeah. him through his pants. 
Thank God he went and cut in there. I thought it was a gay thing. <laughs> oh, shit. I love the henchmen. I love henchmen, right? Oh, yeah, dude. So henchmen all wearing, like, well, like well-ish tailored suits, maybe like a little big for a little them. big. Two thousand five, maybe looks look normal to us. Probably. They looked fitted at that point. Dude, okay, if you had henchmen, what would you make them wear? Ooh, mm. Mm. I don't know if I'd want them to stand out or look like a gang. Okay. So I think I would say, you know, come presentable, you know. Um, <laughs> Do you have like colors that you would stick to, or see? What? I like I like having uh, like black colors, like uh, black mm-hmm. pants, black shirt. But then we're talking, then, then we're looking like a uniform here. Yeah. Um, so it's either like all black, but I also want them comfortable, and they need to, you know, if shit goes down, I need them to be agile. And uh, mobile. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe T-shirt. You know, I don't want... Now, now I don't really want to do black polo. I don't want them to look, mm-hmm. you know, like a proud boy. <laughs> sure. I can uh, understand that. Yeah, because that's not, you know, that's not, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Dude, what you know you? what I, I would have him dress up like? What's that? Fucking Santa Claus Christmas movie. Look at you, man. What about elves? Shouldn't they be elves? Sure. Why not? And you're Santa. Let's have uh, let's have one of them be frosty. The fuck do I care, you know? Exactly. One's got a fucking red nose for some reason. Yeah. Christmas movie. Thank you. Oh, God damn it. You're a gem. <laughs> do you just think of uh, the town when I say that? You're a gem. <laughs> All the teachers would but... say, you're such a gem. Well, now, fuck. <laughs> Jim? No, Jem. <laughs> oh, man. There is a guy. Here's a guy. There's a guy yeah. that could be good in a Shane Black movie. I know people give Jeremy Renner a lot of shit, but I feel like he would be good in one of these. I, yeah. Well, I'll fucking take a Downey Renner duo. Hmm. Who? Who? Who else? Like I'm, I'm. So I'm thinking like Renner and. Listen, I know we're talking about Mission Impossible a lot, but I could see Simon Pegg taking this script and really do a fast mm-hmm. talk with him. With Shaney. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would want Renner paired with somebody who. I could almost see Renner doing the RDJ thing. To a point in his style, so I feel like I'd want to pair him with somebody who's more action oriented. Mm. Well, I'm just saying, like I could. No, I'm not saying pair Peg with Renner. I'm just sure naming sure. another person that could, yeah, hang with uh, Shane. But yeah, let's see. Uh, mm. Fuck, man, I'd like to see Denzel. That'd be interesting. I wonder if he would do a movie like this. He does three Equalizer movies. He better do something like this. I think, though, those are, like, his baby. I, I don't I don't know if he would necessarily go for, for like, 
Why is the snarky. equalizer his baby? Is he writing it? No, but I just think that like when Antoine Fuqua offered it to him, he was oh. like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do three of these now." You know, it's just like because okay. they reinvented it. I mean, it's it's quite different than the show was. Okay, because I've never I saw the first one. I did not see the other two. Yeah. Oh, that gun that is would not have, Robert that, Downey Jr. <laughs> that gun would have fallen already. Oh yeah. Stakes here. Got some stakes. What's um his AI? Oh, I guess it would be Jarvis at this point. Big Jarvis. Uh, get me this super suit, right? And then uh, right. suit goes on him, and he flies away, and he's not hanging there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to uh, Shane Black. Dream actors. I'm just thinking Renner and, and somebody action. Like, I wonder if Renner and Tom Hardy would be an interesting pair. Mmm. Mmm. I thought you were going to say Tom again. Holland. I almost, like, fucking shut the recording nah. off. Nah, man. Nah. Tom Holland, uh, you know, yes for Spider Man, but anything else, I'm, I'm out. Thank you. I finally, someone. Someone else. He's, he's not. He's not a good actor. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. Sorry guys, he's not he's a good Spider Man, but he's not a good actor. Thank you. <laughs> I needed validation. You're welcome. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the book stopped the bullet. <laughs> Wait, like let's see if we can see Gossamer. Oh, did we miss Gossamer again? Nope, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reveal because you're just like, yeah, the, okay, yeah, the book stopped it. That's fine. We've seen this. We've seen that trope in so many movies where something's blocked the bullet, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, nope. Oh, look, you reverse this, and you got due date. She's in the bed. He's there. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen due date? Yeah, I love due date. Do you love due date? Um, do I love it? I've seen it once. Okay. Um, I'd be open to rewatching it. I, I another one that didn't really leave, leave mm. much of a mark on me. So. Oh, I love that movie so much. I mean, I like both of them. Uh, yeah, that 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 deserves a rewatch. We quote uh, my wife and I quote due date. It's uh, it's um, Galifianakis. He just keeps saying, "What are you a girl or something?" To um, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Why? Right. What are you, a girl or something? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like this movie is. I'm not saying this to insult a lot of people, but I guess I am. Um, I feel like it's too smart for maybe the audience that this studio was targeting for. Like, I, you know, so think about 2005. So I guess my dad would maybe be part of the target market for this movie, but he's never seen this because while he likes crime movies and yeah. he likes Lethal Weapon, yeah, um, I don't know that, like, he, a studio would have even thought of that demographic to, to target this towards, you know? It's a kind of a good point. I'm trying to look for um, 
what else was or, uh, uh, excuse me released at this point um November see I don't know what date to look at November or October but I don't even think it's like I don't know why it's not even coming up but October 28th you had Saw 2 yeah so that probably was in theaters for a lot for a long time let's go to November just to see what was floating around this release date Mm, a week later, if we're looking at the November 11th date, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, Chicken Little, Walk the Line, November 18th. Jarhead, November 4th. Just Friends, November 23rd. Get Richard Die Trying, November 9th. Zathora, November 11th. So Favreau was probably like, who the fuck is, what the fuck's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Right. <laughs> hey, I like that guy. Let me get him. Yeah, let me get that guy. Yeah. What's his name? Bob? Bob Downs? <laughs> Bobby, get over here. Bobby Downey. I want to hang out with Robert Downey Jr., man. Yeah. He'd be a great hang. He'd be a fucking real great hang. He, he would definitely be on my list of celebrities I would want to hang with. Him, Hell yeah. For me, I I would go Kurt Russell. I feel like he's just one of the coolest motherfuckers of all time. Mm-hmm. Awesome career. Uh, yeah. Obviously, i got to put Quentin Tarantino on that list. I know that he's a psychopath, but uh, he's my kind of psychopath. So. Oh, yeah. This guy's... Is this guy... Oh, that's Saving Private Ryan, Matt Damon. Saving Private Ryan, Matt Damon, and it's also <laughs> bedside old dude that dies next to Elvis in Bubba Hotep. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's definitely Saving Private Ryan, Matt mm-hmm. Damon, right? Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. the same guy. Love it. Like Love it. it. Never noticed that. Yeah. I don't know why. He's just, like, coughing violently. <laughs> As Elvis is, is like narrating about how his dick doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that. You've never seen Bubba Hotel? No, I haven't. That is surprising. I you gotta watch that. that. I gotta. Yeah. That is that is a fucking great time. Oh, by the way, uh uncredited voice, the bear in the Gennaro's beer commercial, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck did that happen? I don't know. And then Fish and uh, Monahan, MI3. Three Fish. Larry Fish. We Dallas were talking good, some Larry Fish. Dallas got some, <laughs> a good quaff. A good quaff. Oh, there, there he is. Is that Fish? That's right. Turn it up a little bit. Let's see if we can hear him. Ah, damn it. <laughs> that worked. Balls. Um, and voiceover too. We didn't even talk about um, voiceover movie. Well, not this, but throughout the movie, we get a little voiceover. I don't mind it because it's RDJ and he knows how to sell it, and it's fourth wall breaking too. You know what I'm realizing about voiceover, especially after uh, the killer. Uh-huh. Voiceover can be used really well. You just can't use it as a crutch, but that's a fine line. You got to understand like how to. 
how to approach it, you know? Yeah. You like this voiceover? Because some of the best movies of all time happen. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, Fight Club, uh, Goodfellas, yeah. great voiceovers. Mm-hmm. These two must have fun on set. Yeah. That's it, man. Oh, good shit. Marco Black. I wonder if uh, related to Shane. Could be. Mike could be. Yeah, man. RDJ, man. Fucking this was the one. I mean, I know people probably have seen Chaplin or what, was he in Air yeah. America with Gibson? Is that? Oh, what? sure, yeah. Like, I'm sure people have seen this guy, knew him, loved him. Uh, but this was the one for me where I'm like, fucking Chops McGee over here. Yeah, this is, this is the this is the trajectory you want your movie stars to go on, right? At some point, you, you kind of, there's a role where they get they, they get their fame, but you can usually trace it back to, like, a movie or a couple of movies that they were sort of ramping up to it. Um, yeah. And to me, this is like the yeah. It's my first real awareness of him is uh, as an actor. So it, yeah, this movie definitely. It, it the idea of this movie holds a special place in my heart. It's just I, I don't know why I can never. <laughs> I, I just don't retain it, I, and it's not because I don't like it. It's just it doesn't stick in my head. I don't it's know so, what it is. It's so funny because now you're yeah. gonna be. We're gonna. I'm gonna text you tomorrow. Like, thanks for uh, doing. You're like, what do we do? What exactly. commentary did we do? Oh, wasn't Iron Man fucking bullshit? <laughs> oh, well, Jack, thank you so much for being on one of the yeah. eight crazy comms. It was a fucking blast. Always um, is. Thanks for having me. We were definitely watching a lot, which I do not have a problem with. Um, it's tough not to. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's a good script. So Absolutely. And check out all the other shows on uh, Binge Media, presented by Binge Media, Binge Sportscast, and Movie Homework. Jack, we're at the end of December here. What do we? Uh, what can we expect around this time? And what do we got coming uh, yeah. up in the new year? Anything? Yeah. So we've been talking about a recommendation from uh, from Dan, new guy Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think based on a movie coming out around Christmas Day, it may be time to pull the trigger on that. So I'm not going to say what it is just in case we uh, we reorganize, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a good chance that, uh, Dan, you know what you recommended, so I, I've got a feeling we're going to pull the trigger on oh, on the other movie. That is not Bullet, put it that way. You recommended two movies, we're, gonna, we're thinking about doing the other one. Gotcha. Fantastic. Uh, subscribe yeah. to our Patreon for five bucks a month at patreon.com slash binge media to get that eighth crazy calm that's uh for patreon members only uh follow us on twitter now x facebook instagram and now tiktok go to parksense.com use the promo code binge 20 for 20 percent off bring home your favorite theme park sense from the et adventure to the haunted mansion that's parksense.com promo code binge 20 thank you to everyone for listening and we'll see you tomorrow for another eight crazy calm and uh jack happy holidays buddy you as well bye peace